What is even up? It's your boy Kremlin, now with sound, and my boy Hackenstein. Hi, again. Welcome to the hypnotic hootout that you can now hear. Um, because I turned the microphone on. Classic false start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was too good to be true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, well, w welcome, Wendesel. How are you doing? Hope you're oh. good. Yes, hey, yeah. <laughs> and so I ask again, how was your week? Now I can hear you. Thank ah. you. Mm. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty nice, as you know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's that's always my answer. <laughs> so for all you people out there who don't know, uh, this week uh, we stay here with Hannes. You know, you're a little. Studio apartment. Yes. Well, do you know what a studio apartment is, by the way? Well, it's just one little room, isn't it? Okay. So, yeah. Then then that's correct. I even feel like this is pretty big for a studio. Hmm. I feel like. So, that's at least the definition, how I understand it. But, yes, you've been crashing on my couch for a week. Yes. We tried not talking to each other the entire time, but uh, let's see how this <laughs> stream goes, where we <laughs> kept uh, a few secrets from each other. Yes. So the, the person who didn't flush last uh, Wednesday, mm. that was me. Let's talk about it. I knew it. it. I knew it. So Renato says it's good, just a bit warm. It is a bit warm. Uh, which is also why this time I refuse to close my window. Usually I shut this because when a car comes by or like the annoying neighbor kids are playing outside, it is incredibly loud. But entertaining at times. I mean, the kids. They're quite rude. And the old people <laughs> with their dogs and uh, new couples. and uh, yeah, So now you're getting the full experience. <laughs> the best we can hope for is that everyone else is also way too hot to be outside. So here's hoping. Although it's a bit overcast, well, just keeps the warmth, right? Well, today, I think it's just below 30 degrees mm. instead of way above. Um, so that's nice. I it feel feels a bit better, yeah. it feels a bit better. I'm still drenched, but it's not quite as drenched, basically. I also took a short, short shower to feel like nice for the first 15 minutes or so. <laughs> But yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> was, was quite, quite nice. We haven't done this in months. Quite a while. Like for a complete week. Uh, yeah, we did that at the end of last year. Right. A little bit of a. So there's an example of the car. I don't know if you can hear that very well. I don't know. I don't know how good this mic is. I'm always surprised um, when I listen back to the audio. Um, but yes, it's been a little while, a little bit of a developer LAN, as we call it. I'm not sure why. Well, we do develop. We are developers. And but is it a LAN? It's local. It's kind of local. I mean, I mean, we do do not like communicate locally or play games locally. We just are just in the same room. Local. We are the local network. I think it still counts. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Um. yeah, it was uh, quite nice. I mean, it was nice for various reasons. I mean, as you know, I recently broke up with my girlfriend and because 
we basically live in the same flat and it's still kind of her flat as well. Um, we gotta arrange, so this was an easy way for me to give her a week to do whatever and stay away. He forced me to uh, basically uh, silence my phone for the whole week so I don't get any messages from her to get upset on. Um, off. Uh, yeah, I did, I did mute her, kept the phone on, <laughs> which did not work for the first day, I think. Mm -hmm. I immediately got, I think, or did I get a message? Ah, no. I know. I, I was still like in a communication with her and then uh, yeah, I was getting anxious to know if there was an answer or not because yeah, the truth is that I, I still, to this day, I still have phases where I think back and feel bad for her and I'm like worried about her. Mm. It's not like, oh, I wish this um, relationship would would be able to survive or something in that terms. It's basically, I don't know, um, mm. phantom pain. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, but so it really helped me to get a little bit more space and just to see how bad it really is, right? I'm, I'm not as sharp as I should be, right? Yeah, but that's why you have me to help you. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was, was a great help. And it really, it really showed me that there's still some way to go in this breakup. Mm. Well, you know what they say, it takes half the time of the duration of the relationship to... Half? Mm. I always like thought like years in month, maybe? So 10 years, 10 months, and 3, 4 years, 3, 4 months. Mm, nah. I, mean, I did not work in the last time, so. No, for me, this is, this rule of thumb has actually worked pretty well. Um, like after my first eight-year relationship, I do feel like it took me three or four years uh, yeah, but to be like really okay with that. And the last one with uh, two years, it also took me a year to be fine. So. Okay, but does this stack? So, I was in a ten-year relationship before, so I, I actually had five years to go. Mm -hmm. I only did one, I think, mm -hmm. then three, or yeah, three and a half, three, let's just say four, because mm -hmm. it's easier, so I still have two, so do I add this? Is it, does the time not being in the 10-year relationship count towards the uh, cooldown, I guess? Hmm, good question. I guess we'll see. Okay. <laughs> Keep you posted. <laughs> um, Reminds me mm -hmm. of much more important topic. Uh -huh. So, Metroscade. <laughs> Metroscade, yes. yes. People have been asking about it. It has That's been... Good. I saw it discussed recently <laughs> yeah. on Wendisel's uh, stream. <laughs> right. Thanks for spreading these important news. 
So what is the state? Uh, <laughs> still open. I think. Yeah, I think my I, I got my father to write them uh, another email, mm -hmm. and they said that um, the mattress they have uh, they have delays right now with delivery delivery relays delays I mean mm -hmm. and um, that they will send it as soon as they can and they specifically stated it is probably automatically generated email that they will talk to the delivery people to uh, give my um, delivery priority hmm. So it's the least, isn't it? Still waiting for an end to this seemingly unending saga of not having a prop on the mattress after paying basically 500 euros <laughs> more than a month ago now. Emma, people, <laughs> uh, I'd say stay away. <laughs> uh, that has been stretching out a yeah. bit, hasn't it? Hmm. It seems to be just my luck, you know. It's been literally four weeks since this yeah. started, hasn't it? It's... I think it was episode 12 when we first discussed this. Now we're on 16 and still no changes, basically. You know, you know how it is with my life. I make a proper decision <laughs> and then <laughs> nothing changes. It takes <laughs> weeks until anything changes. I mean, the, the the one change was that we don't have the mattress anymore that we had before. So we have a worse mattress now. So, yeah, I'm not sure what, uh, cool. where I was going with that. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, wait, did you want to say something? I heard an um from you too. Um, well, I guess it's a bit weird because I, I had some topics planned and I guess usually if we wouldn't have seen each other literally every day, all day, every day, now it feels weird um, to go back into topics from a, weird ago, uh, from a week ago <laughs> because weird ago. a weird week ago because uh, now it's, it's so past. I mean, I like... I wanted to like uh, you know add on to the discussion from last time, like yeah, but I did too. Do we want to talk about that? It feels like ugh, that was so last week. <laughs> well, I know it's an important topic, right? How to change the world? No, what was the actual topic? Changing uh, the world? No, how everything's fucked beyond repair. In that was your the topic. opinion, yeah. yes. If it's whether or not it's well you know how these things go you say ah no and then a couple of weeks later you say you know when you said that I said ah no but then well, we, we won't see the outcome of this in a long time so I guess you gotta wait um, but I also feel like I have nothing new to say I can just I've just thought about it and can explain what I meant to say better and that feels almost pointless so Unless you have something pressing in that regard, how about we talk about some games for a change? Um, okay, you basically killed my... Um, oh, did I? Yeah. I mean, 
Okay, what did you want? Do I have to... to... <laughs> Is it pressing? Um, you know, I thought a little bit about it. And... Okay, let's I... dedicate 15 minutes to depressing stuff and then we talk about something well, fun. Well, I don't want to talk about the depressing part, to be honest. I mean, your, your hypothesis was that there's nothing going to change, there's even nothing that could be possibly done mm -hmm. to change anything. And I was thinking about it, and as a pure um, mind experiment, like a theory, um, what could be done to change anything? And having like watched uh, Mr. Robot, mm -hmm. uh, season number two now, I do wonder if with with the world relying so heavily on information technologies that going the route of hacking and really disrupting the systems on that level could be a viable way to um, force change? And the second idea was, which I thought like feasible, but again, it's, a th it's, a, it's just an experiment of the mind. We don't want to get practical with this stuff is I think it would be possible to find like the, the people who are in like the rich and powerful. You would need a way to infiltrate their parties and then just spike their drinks with LSD. And then? Well, hopefully they will have a revelation about the beauty of the world and change their ways. I guess you would need someone to stay with them and ensure they have a good experience. But, I mean, we would need like a change of mind of these people if we don't want to like just get rid of them. So dosing them with acid seems to be the most practical way to go about it. That sounds all new agey. And... <laughs> new agey, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how you, I mean, I, first of all, I'm sure they do all sorts of drugs because they can afford them. And not, not LSD, sure. why I mean, not, not oh, yeah. Why not? I mean, who doesn't do that? I don't. Trump, apparently. Uh, he's old, he would die. But, um, well, that's maybe why you should do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I've feel like even if they had a good experience, they would just feel good and not think, oh my god, other people feel less good if that hasn't factored into it before. Maybe the idea is to get an appreciation for the world, interconnectedness with everything. And but how would nature. they know to gain that if and they are what, so separate from everything? Like that's even what Esat does. Yeah, but it doesn't give you information you didn't experience or have. Well, that's your theory. No, like how would you gain this insight if you like live on a completely different reality? Wouldn't it just uh, do something within your reality? Because I mean, even the wild stuff you dream up on LSD is something you already have in your head, is it not? Well, I don't know. Hmm. How could I? <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are like within us, like deep-rooted knowledge like this this interconnected I mean this is a truth 
and I think that is something people experience on psychedelics regularly um, without it doesn't matter really where they come from what their individual reality is and that, that's the reason why uh, people um, get uh, mushrooms for example when they are uh, in a dying they're dying they know they die and to help them pass on to the uh, to pass on let's just say <laughs> to pass on uh, yeah they they get mushroom trips with someone to help them and they feel this interconnectedness with everything and lose the fear of dying because they they feel there's nothing to be lost anymore but i feel like it could be argued that they that is specifically what they're looking for so like the idea is already there they're just experiencing an idea they already have and long for isn't it but this, this happens with a lot of people from really different backgrounds. So I assume it's something innate in human nature. Well, I don't doubt that it can make you feel better. I just wonder how making you feel better is going to translate into realizing how not just your life is awesome, because I feel like that's what would come out of it, that hmm. tripping rich people would feel even more awesome. And if they feel super connected and it would probably just take that as an excuse uh, for why what they're doing is good and find all their excuses like oh no we are all connected and i'm helping people with trickle down economics and whatever <laughs> other bullshit but no. i don't see if the idea doesn't exist if the knowledge that they're kind of shitty and murdering nations uh, isn't there so. then no. why would they suddenly have it it's not like the drug has this idea within it, it just brings it out in people who already have it. You know? That's your theory. How else would that work? I mean, your brain isn't given information by a chemical, it just well, we unlocks it. We do have innate knowledge that we are born with and that you experience, but it's not really conscious. And um, there are the, the ideas that maybe there is like a hu human mind like the the connected uh, consciousness yeah, that sure. you get able to really tap in on uh, LSD and other psychedelics, and that's where where that would come from, for example. But I mean, still, I think you would need like somebody with them to help and like integrate that information and yeah. I know, uh, like, there are a lot of rich people who do, like, this psychedelic journeys to heal, and I think that w is a great first step in, in this direction. But I could, like, speed it up a little. I guess we, we don't know. I mean, if one, someone is interested, I mean, this is purely theoretical, but I uh, Thinking about how we could affect like long-lasting change as fast as possible. That's kind of the two ideas I had. Well, it would need redistribution, in my opinion. Well, that would be like the consequence of both. Yeah, but I think it has to be forceful because I don't believe that with all the 
decades of protesting and all the types of research on this topic that if these people would have wanted to change, they would have by now because the information is there. I mean, there even are billionaires who say, you know what, it's really bullshit that I don't have to pay these taxes. Um, you should do something about that. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so, so it's such great thing to hear from somebody. I, I know I, I keep all my money hidden away, but if you'd really look, uh, you should probably <laughs> look better. <laughs> yeah, but it's at least um, acknowledged. Well, that the laws, I mean, these are not the, like, yeah, it's probably not a billionaire, it's probably more of a millionaire, but uh, someone does say, you know what, this legislation, it benefits me unfairly. I'm still going to take advantage of it, but I shouldn't be able to. It's kind of similar to um, the whole, you know, the Piratenpartei, yeah. the pirates. Pirate party. Uh, pirate party, yeah. Um, when they uh, presented their candidates for the EU uh, parliament, there was two guys and one of the uh, points on their platform they were running on was that it needs a, um, what do you call this, a quota mm. of women. Yeah. And then they were also asked, okay, so you want to have this, like uh, this quota for women, but there's two guys standing there and one of them was also saying yeah i really want to be the eu politician and that's why we need laws that say that i can't be because i'm still gonna do it because i want this but i know it's not right kind of thing that which is still bullshit yeah um but at least it acknowledges the problem on some level <laughs> that it needs systemic change not just of the couple people who you know i don't know it feels like like me. blaming someone else when you actually have the option to do something and then no. to say well i mean the rules should be different i wouldn't I do should. this if i should and i'm not like i mean uh, i'm always like arguing for a systematic change instead of like killing everyone but I don't. If you just acknowledge it, in, in my book, you, you you might as well just leave it. Now, of course, it's not good enough. But similarly, um, just one French party asking for something that's it's not also not gonna solve the problem. There's like both. It's bullshit posturing, but it's also not the solution to just do it there. That is something that has to happen system-wide and and yeah that's the that's just the thing i believe that you can't ask the people in power to give up their power i mean we've been asking they don't want to they buy stadiums and name them we should really do something instead of doing something <laughs> and that's that's just where we're at and but i have been thinking about the whole French Revolution angle to this. I mean, obviously, when I was talking about it, I was, I am thinking that there is no way out in which this is gonna go well, you know. And in terms of, you know, they're not gonna give it up voluntarily, and they're actually gonna keep killing us and killing the planet and all of that. Um, 
you know, and the only thing we're gonna get them to stop, uh, stop is with violent means. That's my worry that I have. But then I was thinking, I, I, while this is probably a great idea. Okay, yes. I would interject probably forceful instead of violent. Mm. Because, um, yeah, that's just my, my opinion, right? I think it, it needs to be forceful because nothing will change if you if you just like without enough force to really make this change happen so i my theory again is like i think acid has enough force to be able to do something like that but it it makes no sense <laughs> oh and the reason you well. believe that is also that is such a like like that comes from media and everything that you oh. think that that you suddenly gain knowledge that no one has ever had before and all that stuff. That is, uh, you really, you really, I think you really should need to try this to, um, and then we can we can talk about it again. But what you're talking about is literal magic. Well, because it, you're creating something out of nothing. That's not true. Yes, I think there are there are innate. Um, like values i mean we all have these values right like what is okay. good and bad and and the rich have have them too but somehow they they are able to neglect them for like the the, the consequences of all their you know they doing. have bent them until it makes sense that they're doing the right thing they have found a way to justify themselves yeah. exactly so the knowledge that this is wrong is inside them it's just buried why would they know it's wrong? They just interpret because it in a way innate. that it's right. How is it innate? Well, you, you said they bend them until they, they feed us, right? It's like they they know it uh, probably shouldn't be like this, but then they argue with themselves. Well, I, but if I get like more richer, I can give so, back. Wait, 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 wait. So you don't think that someone who's a billionaire doesn't legitimately think that they did more work or better work or were smarter than everyone else and thus deserve the money that they have? I do believe this is the case. And you think when they take point, LSD, then they understand that it's not true? I think in their core, they realize that this is not true. And they they have built up a front to to uh, look or to, to um, convince themselves that what they do is actually right. If you really think about it. I mean, it's always like the discussions you hear from these people. It's always like, ah, you gotta look at the economy and ah, it's not all that easy and, and doing the right thing here, even if people seem to think that that's more harm than good. And ah, people are overreacting here, but what I'm doing here is better. And I think that's all like convincing themselves. But what about people who really, really, really enjoy being better than others and really enjoy having more power? We actually really believe that they are somehow special and deserve all of this. Well, these are ill people. And I think in their core, they still have this knowledge that it's actually wrong. I think that's, it's built in. It's, it's how it's maybe it's in our genetics. Maybe it's just like the whole of society's knowledge that if it's like, uh, conscious that expands over all humankind or just like society's um pressure and media that that 
instills it within us. But I think at the core, these people still know it's wrong. And I think uh, a proper LSD trip would reveal it to them that they have been lying to, to them themselves. Hmm. I don't <laughs> see how there's no... I mean, LSD is basically like dreaming awake. And it's like processing whatever's happening in your brain. And there's nothing, there's nothing. Connections, new connections, different connections. Well, just as much as dreams do. I guess they're already there and now you're just thinking about them. It's just, it doesn't, LSD doesn't carry a thought in it. And you inhale a thought and suddenly you have a thought, right? It's a thought that may have been locked away or... This is a the weird kind of dream, yeah. but that still assumes that these people like are basically decent and good and have just been, you know, brought on the wrong path. But really, they know that they're on the wrong path, but mm. they just can't find it within themselves yet to admit this. And and that I just don't believe to be true. It's basically yeah. the assumption that those billionaires are just like you, but richer and justified it. Mm. But they're not. You know, they're... But you know, I mean, you said we are recovering racists, right? Mm -hmm. So, but did we you did still we did kind of know that this was wrong, and then when we were shown what we actually do, we had like this to compare to and say, "Oh, right." Actually, now that I think of it, I should this shouldn't be like such a different experience they are having than the experience I'm, ha I'm having. This feels like off. So we, I need to change something within myself. I mean, where, where this, does this uh, motivation inside of you come from? Mm -hmm. And why do you think rich people don't have it? But that's the exact thing, what you're saying just now. That's that a loaded question, I'm sorry. <laughs> it needed an experience to understand because yes of course when i did my racist jokes or whatever hmm. i knew that the jokes were wrong and that was what was funny about it hmm. right but i did not realize that it was wrong to joke about something wrong hmm. because that, that that is still wrong i did not yeah. know that yeah. until i gained new information right and so i don't think an lsd trip would have like given me that information but it could be like information is is a uh, is weird, right? I mean, just the connect connection between two different kinds of information could be considered information, right? So if you have these thoughts in your head and you build like new connections and realize, looking at the things from another perspective, for example, it could help you if you're already there. That's just what I'm thinking. Mm. Yes, yes, of course, I might. You know, piece something together that I'm already struggling with. And you know, basically, when I already know, not just that I'm laughing because it's wrong, and I'm like, this is fine that I joke about it because the reason I laugh is that it's wrong. So obviously, I know it's wrong. Mm. So obviously, I'm not a racist. Like that thought was fixed in my mind, and it would have not suddenly changed anything. But if I'm already struggling with this, if I'm already running away from something, if I have realized this, so like, you know, like people are told, this is racist, this is not okay. Um, then sometimes people, I mean, sometimes 
people like actually listen or listen after a while or it kind of gnaws or they say no first and then it gnaws for them for a while. I think that was for me the thing that I was told certain things and first I rejected them all, mm. but suddenly I thought it was there and eventually I changed my mind. And that maybe maybe that can be sped up. But before that happened, you're in the frame again, I'm sorry. <laughs> or in those uh, situations when people, you know, um, like double down. Hmm. When they get challenged and then their whole like defense mechanism jumps on and they justify it every which way and like stay there, then too, like if they have this information that they're running away from. But if you don't have the information yet, just as I didn't have that information yet, I don't think it could have done something. It can hmm. only do something if I'm already actively lying to myself hmm. because then I, I know it. Then I actually know it. But before I started lying to myself, before I was told, I didn't know. Hmm. And where should that have come from? I needed to be told. Because the reality that I'm experiencing was perfectly in line with my understanding of the world. And not at all with the people that actually affects. Hmm. So you're, you're saying we would probably need to kidnap these people, put them... In a different situation, and then spike <laughs> them with LSD. <laughs> well, I don't know what the solution is. Uh, I mean, it's better than killing them. Is it, though? <laughs> I mean, yes, maybe. If it does lasting, good, I guess. But um, but I was thinking. Because, yes, as, I, as I said, I do fear that these things, they're too far gone. And we are too broken by all these uh, mechanisms that are supposed to keep us, you know, subdued um, to, like, do it any other way. But then I thought, while I do kind of appreciate the French Revolution in some ways, maybe the reason that every next system is just as bad, just from a different angle, um, is because it starts with the wrong action so then i thought okay maybe let's not put all the guillotines and just you know disown them and send them to their islands as i said they let's let's give them a million let's give them 900 million i don't care let's just make sure there's no billionaires mm -hmm. um and maybe if it basically because that was the problem with the french revolution right they did something that was pretty necessary but then just kept going well, it is similar to uh, if I may just finish that for quickly, we watched this time. We watched the logic episode of Philosophy Tube last week. Yeah, and basically that argument that he makes that kind of uh, in the end sounds kind of similar to me. That if we start murdering someone, even though Roman citizens aren't supposed to get murdered, even for treason. Mm. But if we start down this path, what if the next one like kills the next one? What is this? this is basically the first snowball hmm. in an avalanche. It's a slippery, slippery slope. Yes. Basically. So maybe we don't kill the billionaires. We just take all their billions away and send them on their way. Or, as I said, I don't have anything against them as people. If Jeff Bezos, after being disowned, needs an apartment, he can have mine. I'm fine. But I think like. Like something like a cap to how much money you can actually own isn't a bad idea. I mean, it, there should just be relative taxes, really. Or right? that. I mean, that would be easier, but not as much fun as my <laughs> yes. idea here. Because, <laughs> you know, if I think in Diablo 3, if you 
get to your max level, yeah. you can still level up, but you don't get any new skills. Um, but it's counted, so you know how cool you are. <laughs> so basically, if you reach like the 1 million or whatever threshold, then you are... You're, you can continue making money, you won't get it, but, um, well, you will earn, like, vanity fate <laughs> points, and then maybe, like, a global high score list for all of those The thing people. is, they could still be the richest people in the world. Yeah. Just, like... But they always want to be moment. richer than the other one. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> that's the problem. Maybe I think, like, scaling <laughs> taxes, like, the people who earn below, I don't know, a hundred thousand a year get like extra depending on how much less and everything above that is more and more until when you get a billion a year you have to pay 100 percent taxes that just would make the most sense to me hmm. but of course the opposite has but happened then... because they control the system so they pay less taxes than the average person because somehow and they get that's Mm. That's the problem if you leave the design up to the players, right? <laughs> they don't know what they really want. They just want to have it all and then they fuck up the game system and the balance is gone. And unfortunately, in the real world, this is a catastrophic thing. It feels more like we're in a game of a malicious developer who wants to win himself. Well, the developer is in the game. <laughs> yeah, That's to win the himself. First problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like we make the wizard, and only we can solve them. Then we can show off how cool our high score is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is frustrating. Yeah, but I think the problem with the French Revolution was that they did decapitate a couple of people, important people, but the the families still maintained most of their wealth and. Then they changed the system from feudal systems to capitalism, basically, and said, okay, well, we keep the lands, you can still work on them, but now people are just worth how much they have in capital and not anymore which family they come from. And basically, it was still the same people who had the most. I don't know anything about that. I I just know that whatever their name was, I feel like I want to say something like Robespierre or something like that has that so certain intelligent, yeah. <laughs> that the Robespierre. This, that sounds like it's something from a movie. I don't know, but um, I mean, we ha we are game developers, so <laughs> I don't think we are fooling anyone out there. <laughs> uh, but the the way that I understood it is like they they killed the king, they seized all of his stuff, but then they began the reign of terror by killing everyone who didn't like suit them. Mm. So it went from kill the people who actually were the problem to kill their supporters to kill that one who insulted me and who that one whose face I didn't like, and thus you had the next system where they eventually needed to be decapitated because they were now the tyrants. And yeah, so yes, maybe it needs a non-violent, a violent non-violent solution. Yeah. Forceful. <laughs> anyway. But, you know, I, I've heard this argument like a ton of times as well, that a 
violent revolution will only result in the next dictator. And it kind of always seems to go that way. Mm-hmm. But then you have to take into account how many, well, healthy political systems were destroyed by, um, well, capitalist fascist systems that yeah. wanted to gain their, their stuff. And it could be that like the violent revolution stuff doesn't really work. It's also, also just like something they are telling us so we don't do it. There might be some truth to that, actually. I'm sure you agreed with this. Already. Um, now, I mean, we know that we're being brainwashed, and we know that everything that we hear is supposed to benefit someone who's not us, or probably who is very much us, but it's maybe a, bit a little fatalistic, but uh, yeah, generalized. It's... And if you take the right context to it, you are correct. Yeah, continue. Um. I mean that these things happen. That is something that you see with. I think it was Venezuela who uh, tried to employ a socialist system, which was sabotaged by the U.S. Hmm. And now they are taking it always as, yeah, well, see how socialism works, how it all eventually falls apart, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> uh, it's also, uh, and of course people fall for it. I mean, it's like the the anarchist. Um communities that existed throughout history that were all mostly killed by fascist states Mm. and then that's always like the argument well anarchism doesn't work no do you see any anarchist communities anymore also communism has never been really employed in russia or whatever yeah it's always just "Eh, see how it doesn't work when the actual thing that's happening and that is that it it's just capitalistic in nature, yeah. always. <laughs> um, when is this thing? You should try to talk to people which had problems with drugs to get a better understanding how this works. I think LSD isn't really a problem with drugs argument, but maybe it's about like seeing that you're doing something wrong. Are the rich people the people who are on drugs, or are you? Um, hmm. Because I'm not, not suggesting to, to, to give them heroin to make them addictive. Um. Um. Well, it's not completely theoretical, this conversation. So I just, I'll just put it like this. <laughs> when we talk about drugs, it's not completely theoretical. Right? No. It's all I'm going to say to this because I feel like... We're always a bit careful. Well, we with can go to Holland anytime, and we did. And ah, sure. there's a lot of things you can try in Holland completely mm. legally, which we did. So we do have a little exactly. bit of experience. Exactly, it's all very, very legal. Drugs, <laughs> only legally. Um, well, okay. Well, if we're down this path, then I think the only other thing that I wanted to say about last week is basically just to clarify what I meant by. Um, God, my phone too. Uh, what I meant by that it, that the world is worse than it was a hundred years ago. Oh right, yeah. Or a hundred and ten. And what I did mean by that is because I do think some things have changed for the better, but I feel like a lot of things have just changed labels. 
like how slavery has been abolished and exists now in the prison system and how probably still more humane than back then right is it though i think the prison system especially in the u.s is pretty fucked up and it is very very close to forced labor so i think it just uh... changed face similar to how apartheid ended and is still pretty much the same thing now yes on some levels it looks like something good has happened and in some things it has but if you think about certain things like even something as broad and simple as uh equal rights for women which apparently we had with voting rights and whatever and still to this day women do not have control of their own bodies and it's being eroded as much as it gets built up and stuff. So my sense of the progress we've made mm. is that, well, a lot of it is just a rebranding mm. of what it is, while certain while the rot in the foundation has gotten worse. And obviously I don't know anything about anything, and I'm not sure of this statement. It's just the feeling that I have that everything is so terrible, and every little win comes with two step backs. And that we're actually kind of terribly off at the moment. Well, I, yeah, okay, I, I see, I get it. But it's true that, I mean, with apartheid ending, um, like the prison system in the US. Uh, okay, incoming horrible analogy. But <laughs> if I had like a, uh, if I had food and I uh, would complain... It's really horrible. I'm so sorry <laughs> that, that there's. It's just. It doesn't taste like anything. And then you went over and you gave me a little bit of salt. Mm-hmm. It's better, but it really didn't fix the problem. And that's how how these changes feel to me. Obviously, they are rebranding, like uh, for example, um, maybe better <laughs> analogy. Um, like Monsanto was bought by Bayer and they, they keep changing their name because they know like they're hated so much uh, for all the, the stuff they do. Uh, so they rebrand, but they also know they can't do as batshit crazy stuff as they used to. So they do different stuff that's slightly better. And it's it, I don't think we should argue that they that Monsanto had become better right <laughs> you wouldn't do that you would just say they are uh, doing different stuff to exploit as much as they can which is still as bad as it was back in the day but the net damage they do has been slightly reduced and see i would argue the opposite i would say that it seems like the net damage they do has been reduced, but really it's gotten much worse. Because yes, I have put salt on your shitty meal, but I also waited two months to do it, so now it's rotten and will make you sick. So that's what I mean. It is, you know, but if you didn't have given me the salt, then it would just be a rotten meal. <laughs> so it's... So it did something. <laughs> yes, so it's gotten a lot worse, but a few things, a little bit of garnish has gotten better. I mean, I guess we did destroy <laughs> huge parts of the world and these parts of the world were not destroyed 110 years ago, in part. Mm-hmm. And if you change the legislature, what which what is okay and what not, and if you uh, 
outlaw, I don't know, palm oil, for example, because it's a horrible or coconut, mm -hmm. whatever, then you do not roll back the damage and you're still doing damage and at different points. So I think these companies, they still do a lot of damage and doesn't really change, but I don't know. When I, when I say things have gotten better, it's, it's like, Human rights are worldwide um, more followed than 110 years ago. There's, are they though? Yeah. I mean, I hope so, but I also am not sure that's true. You know what well, I mean? I'm not sure too. <laughs> so. Maybe because okay, so black people are no longer. Uh, regard as property and they have the right to vote and but then gerrymandering and then they're being shot left and right and unproportionately well, shot left and right before and they couldn't even vote well so. but the thing is uh, what I'm trying to say is it just changed its face the same thing is still happening because Yes, they have the right to vote, but they can't vote because they're being systematically, like, their right to vote is being taken away by weird zoning stuff, by closing of... I mean, you heard this about the election now, how there's everything's being closed and there's one for 600,000 people, uh, one polling station, mm. and stuff like that. So can they vote? Is this fair to say, like, they can vote like everyone else? I don't think so. Think and sure, they're not being owned and killed anymore, but they're still being treated as if they're owned and being killed and nobody cares. I mean, now... People care because enough black people cared, but we didn't care that much before. And it's all, it's all very, I don't know. It's changing its face. I feel more than that. There's like real change to human rights mm -hmm. and the way that they are being executed upon. Um, because sure, human rights are surely pretty good for people who look like us, but I'm not sure how great that is for anyone else, basically. Even if it's think, on paper there. I think it's pretty moot to really discuss this, to be honest. Yes. Because I, I do more. agree with all the problems you mentioned. Mm -hmm. They are there and we are not in a, in a position where we can lay back and, and say things are getting better. Just get, just wait a little bit. It's uh -huh. going to be fine. <laughs> right? Uh, I just want to... I, I think there is reason to hope. And I think we are on the right way, but... Uh, it's an uphill battle we still have to fight. It's gonna be tough and it's it's not clear if we're gonna win. So arguing whether or not things have gotten better in the last hundred years, that's fluff. I mean, you, we can do it for a podcast, but it doesn't really <laughs> change anything, right? No, and that's also I mean, a thing. Like, I don't think there's hope and I still think we should fight because it doesn't matter if you can win. You play the game because it's important, right? I don't know. I, I think without hope, you can't really fight. And yet here I am. When does this say regarding the slavery topic? In my opinion, the factory workers in the Industrial Revolution were nothing less than glorified slaves. And in today's saying, you are a company slave, has its root, uh, roots and there are some similarities. No, absolutely. Um, I was kind of trying to allude to that last time, but also didn't want to like equate those two horrible things directly. Mm. But yes, of course, I feel like that what capitalism is doing is enslaving people. 
everywhere. Mm. But of course, I don't want to like equate the that sort of enslavement with the very horrific chattel slavery of you know the U.S. and stuff. So, but yes, I, that's part of it. How I feel like in some cases it's getting better, and then it, it's, uh, mm. by all means I'm getting worse. But it's also yeah. Smarter people than us need to be talking about this, I feel, because we can just guess yeah, with the yeah. limited information. <laughs> we can only be examples of how this world really comes down for us. <laughs> yeah, for us. The, we are the result. <laughs> this is the result of our <laughs> living in this world. Um, just in a second, if you want to tell a funny story, go ahead. Okay, so funny story. Um, Going back to games, um, there is a German production, I think. Yes, nice. Um, he's bringing a beer as well, that's why. Comment on that. <laughs> See, but um, yet now you've spent so much time not talking about the stories that yeah, I can now right. jump right into mine. Mm. How do you have stories? Yeah. I have stories, but finish yours. It sounded right. almost interesting. <laughs> I always need to open the browser as well. Oh. So, so on Steam, wow. there is a game uh, out now. It's called Snix. S-N-I-K-S. Snix, I think. Snix. It's a lovely, cute um, puzzle game. Created by, um, I think, German developers. Do you think? Wait, let yeah. me do. Let me do the switcheroo. Well, I saw this um, on some of the discords I'm in, and with their recent release, with the release, I think today or yesterday, they have decided to. Um, so yeah, you can see, it's very cute. <laughs> so is that a co-op snake or...? No, 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 no. Uh, you can move them with your finger, I guess, or with the mouse then. Uh -huh. You have to eat all the fruit of the right color, I assume. Yes. Um, yeah, it just looks nice and sweet. <laughs> and they are on Steam now, 20% uh, discount, and they are uh, donating all their income of the first month to BLM and... Let's not show the ads. Yeah. You can just go to Steam, right? To BLM and um, Amnesty. So I thought it was kind of nice and deserving of a shout out. I just wanted a little bit of more gameplay because the trailer was kind of unclear, I felt. A little bit. Ah. Oh, so you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So it's like a, like a liquid. What are these puzzles called? Where you like move blocks around to like get something Sokoban. to the goal. Sokoban. Maybe. It's like the old school, you, you uh, shove boxes around, reset the level if you did a mistake. 
Yeah, I've never heard the name. I mean, I know the game Soko Bond, which is probably no, of Soko well, Bond. It's, it's like with like chemical uh, compounds uh, right. and stuff. Yeah, that's uh, a callback, probably. But yeah, whatever these puzzles are that ha happen in like bad adventure games where you <laughs> just have to move something around to get the key to the yeah. lock or something. Uh, Ah, yes, that looks. That reminds me a little bit of a game uh, that was called what? I saw it at a maze a couple of years ago. Are you, are you sharing the problem? I am, I think. Aren't I? Mm -hmm. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Yes, yes ah, I am. Cool. So um, let me see. I think I wrote it down because I wanted to find it. It was with an airplane, and you basically had to. Wait, here's my list of check to check out. Ah, uh, what could it be? Jetstream. Jetstream. Uh, I guess I can bring that up real quick as well because it was a little bit similar, just with a stream. What? No, I want the game. Give me the game. Yes. Yes, that was also that was a lot of fun. I uh, played that at Playtopia slash a maze in South Africa two years ago. Was it two years? Oh, must be. Alright. Okay, so that's what you meant with the, the mechanic? Mm -mm. Okay. Not really. No, I mean something that's also existed physically. Like you have a board of four by four tiles, but one is missing. And so you can move one around. Mm. And sometimes you make a picture out of that or... What? Oh, okay. That's something different. Yeah, so it like it flies to the end of where it can fly. And so you have to like find the way to the goal. Yeah. And obviously it can't cross its own path and stuff. And... Oh, obviously. Yes. So that they was... Can't do that. <laughs> That was pretty cool. It looks it looks neat, but I gotta say, uh, I'm bothered that it's plain, and planes don't behave that way. Wow! Mm -hmm. Should have taken nice worm snakes instead. Nah, it's fine. But I am bothered with it. What a weird, what a weird thing to be bothered by. Yeah, it's like saying more, most <laughs> of the things I'm bothered by, I like that. Yeah, it's like saying, you know, like the snake thing before. Like, uh, a snake can easily go over its own tail, that's not a problem. No reason to lose the game. <laughs> Unrealistic zero out of ten. <laughs> um. But take your politics out of my game. <laughs> yes, and now that we've talked 45 minutes instead of 15 about all that stuff, um, let me look at my list of cool games that I want to talk about. All right. For some reason. Well, first of all... But yeah, again, Snick, Snicks on Steam now, 20% off first month. You, wow. you wow. get... You're advertising that harder than our own game. Well... <laughs> <laughs> they do uh, donate all their 
in Come of the First to Month. Us? To Black Lives Matter and NST. Oh. Um, well, in that case, it's fine. Yeah, that's why I brought it up, but you just uh, showed us Jetstream instead. Anyway, <laughs> so I've been playing games. You have. And I haven't even told you about it. Well, I've alluded to it. A couple of times, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, new games that I played. Tomb Raider. Yeah, <laughs> that you played Tomb Raider. Yes. I, two weeks ago, I played Tomb Raider, the new, the first new one. Oh, so actually a Tomb Raider you haven't played. Well, yes, I'm saying I played a new game, and I actually ripped through it on that weekend. 20 hours and two days, finished it, 100% of it. No biggie. Um, wow. <laughs> and it was pretty good. How did I do that? <laughs> Anyway. Um, it was pretty good, actually. I mean, I guess that's not a secret that it's kind of good. I, I heard that. Um, I did like it a lot. Uh, I mean, I guess that I'm not super enthusiastic about it is because... Of the small few... breasts? That's actually interesting. Um... I remembered after I started the second one that people were complaining about it. Because when I watched the first one, when I watched the first one, when I played the first one, <laughs> um, like I did notice that he, that she had like a little bit, you know, still on the fantasy big side. Um, fairly big boobs. Not not as bad in, as in the old games, but still like more than you would generally. I'm so happy that we're talking about this. But then in the second <laughs> one, guys uh, discussing the breast size. I'm sorry, I even started. No, this. I'm just. I am. Yeah. I am actually delighted that they reduced the breast size in the second one. That's how I remembered yeah. because I noticed. I mean, I was looking at the graphics anyway because they are quite. Nice. Should Although, like maybe like a slider in the options. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered after because that was years ago. I mean, these came out like 2013, I believe, was the first one, and then the second one like maybe two years later. Thirteen. Wow. Still, we I believe it was something like that. It was around that time. Possibly. Maybe fourteen. Okay. I don't know, but um, but I remember like some someone like making a side profile of every Lara Croft model in all the games and we're like ah see that's the SJWs ruining our games the breasts are getting smaller and smaller <laughs> um, and I remember that you know when I uh, played the second one and I noticed oh the chest is smaller actually um, and I actually thought like this is kind of nice because uh, I mean it's not like they gave her no chest at all, but they made it more average. I now don't even want to say realistic because obviously women with very big boobs do exist. But I think, I've I think, met some of them. I think today <laughs> we, we need an in-game explanation for their boob size. Or mm. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know, 
that was uh, that is nice to see. Like that, um, the they're just getting dialed back to. I mean, she's still very, very thin and all of that. So like, it's not like really a body role model. I would say for most women, or shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. It can, it can be fantasy, right? Of course it can be, but of course it also doesn't exist in a vacuum. So like in an industry where all women look like that or worse, that's still not great. Yeah. Um, but I was at least uh, pleasantly surprised that a, you know, multi-million dollar production, like, you know, cared enough not to cater to the same old... Okay, now, now I'm getting suspicious if this wasn't like a decision made because they knew it would generate um it's also not that big like it's not it's not like shira or anything like where you, you can you say these are like 12 year olds now so they don't have breasts or anything um it's just like a smidge more average mm -hmm. uh, you know like just a smidge she mm -hmm. still has big boobs so good for us i guess who's this good for i don't know um But yes, so that was nice. I also enjoyed the the game for the most part. I do see where people complain about the ludonarrative dissonance. Well, not really, actually. I just don't like the game in some places. I mean, I get that. What was the complaint with the ludonarrative Well, the complaint dissonance. was that Lara is basically like, oh, I don't want to kill anyone, but then you go on murder sprees. Hmm. But I don't even feel like it was um, made that way, that it really felt like this. I mean, it was excessive in some parts, and those are the parts I really didn't like. Like, I love the bow and arrow. I'm okay with being on the sidelines, it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, it's my big personality fills the screen, even if I'm not in it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, parts where. I was forced to run and gun, basically, that I did not care for. Because I love the stealth part of it. You know, you have a bow and arrow, you can do silent kills, you can sneak mm -hmm. up on people, like, do a quick kill. And yeah, the most fun in most games like this, right? Yes. But like, then there are parts where they force me to not do this. Where you just, oh, the enemy has spotted me and has called, like, 20 reinforcements, and suddenly you just mow them all down. And all these forced parts, I hated them. Mm. And I figured that was what were people referring to because suddenly it was a bloodbath. But it was also... It was contextualized in a way that made sense to me, like that Lara has been trained in combat and all that, so it's not like surprising that she knows how to handle a gun or anything. Um, that's heavily implied, even though she is kind of meek about it. Mm. But also not so much. She's, she's A little bit of psychopath, maybe, <laughs> in the whole thing, because she like, goes at it, and like, it's just like, oh, these are my enemies, and then she starts killing them. <laughs> But I think that's just how these games are. Got some good training in the US, probably. Um, What's it called when the police gets there? They have some kind of special training to be I know what assertive. you mean. Assertive. And I don't know what it's called. Oh, anyway. Was it cheap? Cheap joke, anyway. Uh, no, it is, tasteless. It, it is very American in its thinking, obviously. Um, that's also... Although I did think they handled 
Okay, no, let me start another way. So the whole thing, something that I realized and I kind of enjoy about it is it's complete pulp. Hmm. Like everything happens. Embrace it, basically. I actually started thinking about, actually, most video games are just straight pulp. And we try to act like they're, ooh, so deep and whatever, but they're pulpy because you need the excitement, right? You can't play a serious drama without well, adding some pulp. A few. Sure, there's always some. But it's true. Most, most are pretty pulpy. Huh. And I mean, if you play it, it's not like it's, oh, there's something right. wrong with it. It's but just like Indiana Jones, basically. Yeah, like real pulpy games that they need to go like over the edge, like uh, Bayonetta or something like that. Sure. They really need to go the extra line. Yeah, but because you're right, most games are basically pulp fiction. Yeah, oh. because everything that could go wrong does go wrong. And that's actually something that at some point started to bother me. But most games is like too much. It's, it's really just a genre. Like <laughs> first person adventure games. I think like anything that needs action is going to be like a Michael Bay movie, just hmm. worse. Because you can't wait 20 minutes until the next action. You have to have it all the time. And you notice this in Tomb Raider specifically, I feel. Because you can't walk a straight path without falling down somewhere. Like the ground will give... The many times you fall down somewhere (laughs) is insane. It's like at least 20 times, I would say. Is there a script that the floor caving in? You go down a slide now. Stuff like that. I mean, if that happened to you, you would probably never walk a straight line again. Just like <laughs> cautiously checking the floor. It's like everything breaks, everything falls down, everything always becomes the worst. And I was so laughing because when I started the second one, um, you start by climbing a mountain and immediately the snow gives way under you and you slide down somewhere. <laughs> you have to crawl your way back up. It is. Yeah, so it's basically a falling down simulator. <laughs> and <laughs> and then everything happens, like the the scope of it. And it's awesome. You know, you have to and uh, you have to climb a or you want to get Wait, let me start at the beginning for those who don't know the game actually. You're getting stranded on an island that is surrounded by storms that make it difficult to come through, and that's why a lot of people get stranded there, nobody gets out. Hmm. Something's weird about those storms and everything. Ooh. And <laughs> As you try to signal the outside, you have to get to a uh, relay tower, uh, like a broadcasting tower. Mm. Uh, Of course, all the stairs are broken, so you kind of make your way up and then everything breaks on the way and triggering my height anxiety about how are you going to get back down? (laughs) And once you do, you know, then you slide somewhere and you go on an elevator who's going to take you to your next stop where you need to go. Like a like a ski lift, just bigger for stuff. And that stops then, of course, in the middle. And then you have to get your way off. And then there's a ship being built in the sky, sort of, almost. And you jump on that and it starts falling apart as the gate enemies attack you. And then you're hanging on to the ship as it's falling down. And everything is the biggest thing that's ever happened. And you fall down somewhere and then you have a parachute, but you have to evade the trees. And otherwise mm. you get like... <laughs> it's a roller coaster. The entire time. The entire time. And it's so pulpy. And in a game it feels awesome. But I was at some point I was like, actually, you know what? This is if this was the movie, it would be like 2012. Have you seen 2012 by Roland Emmerich? Parts. 
Because that is a disaster movie that contains all disaster movies. <laughs> there's everything in it. There's planes, floods, oh, uh, lava. Yeah, there's yeah. everything. Earthquakes. It's the disaster movie to end all disaster movies. And it's so... It's just pulp. I'm, it's, I didn't even mm. enjoyed it, sort of. I wouldn't watch it again, but I also didn't hate it. Mm. And that's kind of how I feel about... That's what Tomb Raider was. And that's, I think, what a lot of AAA games are. They're, they're spectacle after spectacle after spectacle. And if you would watch it, try to watch it as a movie, you know, because mm. we always try to act like, ooh, this is the new Citizen Kane. Or no, it's that is the new Citizen cinematic. Kane. <laughs> but in the end, it's just, it's just nonsense. Mm. And it's fun because you want to do something, you know. You don't want to walk around along the Riviera being sad for 20 minutes. You want to do actually stuff. And that's fine. I guess I was just a little, yeah, at some point I was just annoyed that I could not cross a bridge or anything without it breaking and me falling down and having to take an alternate route. And I'm also questioning, like, maybe that's okay, but is there something weird about the female Indiana Jones falling down all the time and kind of... Indiana Jones does fall down too, so maybe if you would make Indiana Jones game... Would be basically the same treatment to get the excitement. But I also feel like Indiana Jones falls down in a cool way. Like he's in control still all the time. Mm. And this was more like... And, and the way she's like, ooh, and ah. And at some, mm. at some points I was just wondering if there is not something weirdly gendered about this thing. Uh, or at least gendered in a way that is strange. She's a woman. So. And it wasn't even the theme of the game. I mean, like, like the, is this? So the original Tomb Raider games. I have heard mm -hmm. that the creator, whoever it was, I, I don't know the name, said that though you are, uh, she is the protagonist. Yeah. You are not playing as her. That you are more watching her, mm -hmm. and you are concerned about her well-being. You want her to be safe. Mm. That's what he said, I think. Uh, so, was it like that? Did you feel that you were kind of guiding her and then she was stumbling all the time? Or... No, it was me and I was made to stumble. Hmm. And that is what is... I mean, there are moments I also like. finally know what people are talking about with the scene that was like deemed a little bit rapey. Because she gets caught in the beginning, you know about that, right? Yeah, a little bit. I haven't played any. It's not. Games, but it's not that bad. Heard about most, yeah. It's like not even very suggested. Okay. There's just a threatening moment, of course, when some rough men suddenly manhandle a woman. Yeah. And. But I I didn't see that. Um, in the way that I heard the criticism back then, that it's trying to like establish villains through that trope of rapiness. You know, because it's often a thing in media that to the villainy is them. shown. Ah, right. So make him show that how evil they are by, by yeah, making the rape. Yeah. Okay. So that didn't happen. It. It was maybe there was maybe one moment where it was sort of, but it was more of a. Like, we're gonna be killed kind of situation. Mm. Which was the literal situation. So I thought it was... I see what people meant, but I didn't see it as the same sort of problem as you see in many movies or something. Where it's like the inciting incident or... Mm. 
it didn't feel like uh, as exploitative. Yeah. Um, Wait, what is this? is saying Tomb Raider is one of the examples I use in my lecture for the topic of ludonarrative dissonance. Okay, interesting. Why? Why would you say that there's a ludonarrative dissonance? Is because personally, I did not like. I mean, there might be. Just personally, I felt like um, it was not as extreme as I've, you know, expected the term to be used. Like it's like a typical video game thing that of course the character's conflicted, but you have to do something actually. Mm. But even then, she didn't seem that conflicted to me. She just seemed like it's a necessity that I fight my way through this. I have to save my friends, mm. and she didn't. And of course, I think in the beginning she says, "I'm like, Ugh. no." She acknowledges this even. She talks to them on the radio afterwards, and talks to them about having murdered people. And they said that must have been hard. And she says, "The scary thing is how easy it was." So I feel like it's even acknowledged that she's kind of <laughs> that she's kind of all right on that front. Uh, but wait, there's more. But generally, gameplay-wise, it was a nice action-adventure game. What I missed a bit was more puzzles instead of another combat sequence. Yeah, I hated the combat sequences. That if the game wouldn't have them, if it hadn't forced me into like the. Because any time when I had to get out the machine gun, I was unhappy. What's a machine gun? Get out the machine gun? Yes. That doesn't sound like Tomb Raider, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, again, I haven't played Tomb Raider, but I see her with two pistols. Well, like, you get the, the second way. pistol in the very last cutscene. Ah, so it's a... Yeah, it's like a callback to, oh, now she's the Tomb Raider. <laughs> I kind of love stuff like that, but <laughs> not sure if I wanted to play it all the way. Oh, well, I guess it's kind of. Well, a I liked her with the bow and arrow. That's what I wanted. Yeah, that's true. Bow and arrow is way cooler. I guess that was then just like, you know, this, this sneaky bit, and you, yeah. you aim and you upgrade your abilities so that you can, you know, aim longer, that you can mm. hold it for a longer time without mm. shaking and things. And, and the upgrades were fun. Um, that I had a good time with. I great. I also had a really good time with the way that the world unlocked certain things, because as you played the game, you would sometimes come across parts that you couldn't access yet. Like there was a door uh, that you couldn't open, mm. but there was a rope on it, and that, for example, the ropes are always designed for a rope arrow that you get later, where you shoot an arrow with a rope, and then you can pull on it and basically cave the door in or get a beam down. Or move so something. A knife would be the solution to that. And it's not that it's closed with a rope. There's just a rope on it as a marker for this is where you can shoot ah, your rope in. Okay, okay, and then you okay. pull the wooden door down or something like that. And then you get an even better rope arrow because then you have like a rope handling thing that pulls on it automatically while you pull. And then you can pull heavier stuff. And basically, or okay. when you get a shotgun, then you can shoot away debris. And things like that, like that's cool. It's very creative. I really, I really have problems with designing stuff <laughs> like that because it's uh, it's so unrealistic. Now, I think you would enjoy the game, so I would definitely recommend it. It is a very good game. I had a lot of fun with it, um, and I guess it's an unlocking mechanism like every AAA game has. Uh, like in a lot of ways, it reminded me of. Prince of Persia, the 2008 one, mm. the cell-shaded one. 
um, where you unlock magical abilities that then let you use these uh, those magic plates. I don't know if you mm. ever played it very far. Not very far, no. Um, yeah, there were some parts. No, I didn't play it at all. I think I wanted to play like all three games, and then I never finished the first one. But that was after the trilogy. So it's the first non-trilogy ah, one. okay, yeah, but I didn't still still wanted to... It's separate, so you can you can play it. You don't have to play it. It's a different prince and everything. Oh, okay. Different world. It's um, it's one of my favorite games, oh. so I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> but, give it uh, another try. But yeah, it's basically just one of those things where you suddenly gain an ability that gives you access that you didn't have before. So you go back, explore those areas again, and, uh, and it was really nice. Um, I think the only other complaint I have in gameplay terms is that so for the most part you play as like a normal game right mm. you, uh, like a normal like you crawl places you climb somewhere you jump from one ledge to the other um, but for certain walls you need to get out your axe pick mm-hmm. or pickaxe yes um, and you have to press an extra button for that so if you jump towards a wall that is like all a little bit scraggly hmm. and you have to press x so that she puts her thing in that and even when you jump from that wall to the next you have to do it and sometimes it annoyed me because i would forget all the time hmm. and in a way i also don't see how it enhances my experience to have to do that extra click for something that i don't have to do anywhere else because i can jump from ledge to ledge just fine so i expect to jump from wall to wall just fine but then i expect me to put another thing and then i fall down and then ah. but the idea is it's clear, right? I know why they do it, but it's annoying. <laughs> well, sometimes you need to add, add more obstacle to complete something to make it more interesting, but sometimes but it not to the boring well. stuff. Yes, yeah. jump to climb and press a button it doesn't make it more interesting, it just makes it more annoying because when I forget, I have to do it again. Hmm. And actually, in Prince of Persia, maybe that's why I was thinking about it because in Prince of Persia, there he has a claw. Mm. And that sometimes when you want to slide down something, you press a button so that he like down the wall instead of falling. But there it was done in a way where that always made sense and where he would never like die if you don't do it. Mm. Maybe that's it, that you had to like, sure, you would hang on the ledge and then if you want to let go and slide down, you press the button. Mm. Similar how you have to press a button anyway, if you just want to let go of the ledge. Right, you would press B or something, mm. and then you would just stop clinging on. But this time you press a different button so that you slide instead of fall. And mm. so it was the same thing, but different for different actions. So that made you, more. I mean, I guess you are doing something different. Like sliding down is a different action than holding on. Doesn't matter the context, right? Just the context changes. You're not doing something meaningfully different. It's just that the context changed and now they want you to push X first. The thing is, I don't even mind it when they do it because if you jump too far a distance or mm. in certain pre-scripted events when something breaks, you have to press X because she like jumps there then falls down with one hand and you have to press so that she holds on again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, you have a couple of seconds to react. That's like mm. a quick time. It has like a little... So that that goes around and you press it so that she holds on again hmm. I don't have a problem with that I have a problem with the stuff where I jump expecting to just jump because all I want is to get over there 
I'm not excited about it. I'm just going through no. the puzzle so I can get to the next objective. And then <laughs> in the last second, I forget, oh shit, with these walls, I have to press another button. And it just, that just pisses me off. <laughs> I see how this isn't really good design. <laughs> um, okay, when this uh, this the it's a big this is a big cliff, cliff between the storytelling and the gameplay until the bunker scene it is okay and story and gameplay are working fine together but then it turns the story scenes are all trying to make lara out to be the small little girl who's fearful lonely and doesn't does not know what to do. Mm. But as soon as the player takes control, it feels like you play a good coordinated script with no hesitation or second thought. The thing is, I'm not sure I got that same sense that she's the small little fearful girl because the whole thing starts... I mean, that they even go to this location. Mm. is with her, like... Um, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the established explorer guy and saying, no, if we go in that direction, we're just going to end up exactly where we were. We need to go somewhere new. And everybody's like, oh, but we don't have the money. And mm -hmm. and she pushes through, right? They do it in the end, of course, with the help of her mentor. Uh, but I never got the real... I mean, sure, she is scared sometimes, but that's why I felt like she's a little bit... You know, psychopathic maybe here and there, because she seemed so so okay with everything. Like this shit happens, but she's not freaking out hard about it. Like not in any way that would have made me feel like the gameplay doesn't fit this. I felt like yes, she has you know uh, some emotions. She does have some reservations about this and that, but really she's like kind of hardcore <laughs> and so yeah I, I didn't get that vibe necessarily I mean as I said uh, I, I felt the most disconnect in the combat scenes because just mowing down enemy after enemy that was just well it was boring for one I did not enjoy that I didn't feel like it had any skill to it I felt skilled when I would you know, do headshots with a bow and arrow mm -hmm. especially when it was moving targets and stuff like that. But if you have so many enemies running at you that only the machine gun will help, and then even then they kill you sometimes, I'm I'm still mad about that. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, I don't. Overall, it was really cool. Another problem, in my opinion, is it shows that the story was rewritten at the end of the production. Was it? I did not know that. Wait, what was it supposed to be? Do you know? Is there some article or something I can look up? Um, is that, I would be interested in that because that is the other thing I was uh, weirded out by. I mean, it's famously written by Rihanna Pratchett, right? Mm -hmm. And who got a lot of shit for it being, I don't know, whatever. I guess people didn't. Well, she's a woman, so yeah. that was the whole problem, I guess. And then you Does see there have to be another reason. I had to watch the credits twice to find her. Yeah, like you had. It started like with the producers, with the game designers, with the programmers, and everybody had even photos and stuff. Mm. 
and then like there came the whole production staff and like the whole staff of the company and then the whole staff of the parent company and then like five or ten minutes into the credits finally there was the lead writer credit for her and the other woman who wrote it and i was like way down the line i'm just like what you have the lead animators with a picture and don't you feel like that the story like has at least a little more import than the animation of the story i don't know uh sadly i do not know what the original story was like i only know that pratchett came really late into play to write the script i see so maybe this is the, the reason as well that you didn't get too much credit maybe only the shit <laughs> um yeah it would be interesting to look up um yeah, because in the end, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised because it seems, you know, obviously very gameplay driven. I don't think somebody sat there and wrote, "Okay, now this action sequence has to happen." It was just coming from gameplay. Mm. Okay, we need some action now, so now she's gonna fall down here, and once she's there, she's gonna fall down there. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting, interesting. But she wrote the second one fully then, because she was still involved then, right? She did not write the third one as far as i know um but yeah now overall i had a lot of fun with it um the second one so far i haven't played it very far it's um it's still good i still like the same things i still dislike the same things which is overall i like it looks <laughs> cool um the only thing that oh, i would God. feel a bit weird about is the upgrades None of them seem very interesting. Like in the first one, I was excited to mm. earn certain upgrades. And now I'm always looking like, what is like the least boring? <laughs> so that's a bit different. Probably, uh, probably breasts too, right? <laughs> uh, um, and maybe... Well, the graphics look very nice. I was thinking about that a bit too, like how it looks so good, but still not at all real. Like it looks real for the unreal thing that we've come to expect. Mm. So like it doesn't, it looks like it's consistent, like the Final Fantasy movie from mm. 99 or whatever that was from. When went to the film, the Advent Children or whatever, when did that come out? It was around 2000, no? <laughs> It looks so like universally hated movie by, by the <laughs> fantasy fans, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, it looks like that in real time, which is, of course, interesting. And especially being on the snowy mountain and how you like mm. cut the trails was kind of cool. But it's also interesting how we're not actually getting towards realism. Like everything's about this hyper realism, photorealism. But it's a very specific kind that we've come to expect that does not look like a real person still even as, as it's rendered like the it's a real a part right like you can make the surfaces and the lighting and the shadows i mean and... it gets very close on many things but yeah. it still looks more like a real comic figure hmm. than a real human and yeah. real environments and all that i don't know there's something there that's but that's uh what's it called the gap. The Uncanny Valley. The Uncanny Valley. So you, you better stay on the comic side. 
You don't even try to go. I mean, on that end, I would say it's very much on the realistic end, hmm. and not in the uncanny way, um, just in a different reality kind of way. I don't know, but this is also one of these examples so where it's you. Still a comic. Right. <laughs> this is one of these examples where in the beginning you climb up a mountain, you see a a city and old. Uh, old buildings and stuff like on the next mountaintop and then yeah. like we made it <laughs> that's where i always think yeah but this is gonna take like months to get across <laughs> now we we're talking about time passing uh in movies and stuff yesterday um that was one of those examples where i thought about that even like in the beginning we're like oh we just still need to get to that mountaintop yeah we only have a couple of hours and i was like yeah that's gonna take you a week <laughs> there's no way <laughs> But yeah, so that was pretty cool. So highly recommended, uh, even as I complain a lot. Um, Yo. Well, it's not kind of, it's not really my kind of game, but maybe it's fine. It's a good fun time. That I think can be said. And I also enjoyed like collecting everything. And uh, so yeah, I, as I said, I 100%ed this game. In 20 hours. Yes. That's nice. Um, but to, I mean that's nice I guess if you have the time I personally uh, you know I don't have that much time to play games anymore it took me a weekend so, so you're not supposed to work on the weekends so that should be fine I guess uh, my future weekends are a bit more open than they used to <laughs> so we'll see <laughs> well, we'll see uh, it's uh, yeah so if you like AAA games, I mean, it's it's not, you know, fundamentally different than The Prince of Persia or Assassin's mm. Creed or whatever. Assassin's Creed. Yes. I still have to play. Maybe I will play Black Flag at some point because I love pirates. Well, yeah, Black Flag is like the only Assassin's Creed game that kind of entices me. But I think I would want to play Sea of Thieves first. It's a multiplayer this. where you can play together on a ship as. Is it also uh, very comic-y? Yeah. Mm, okay. comic-y, I think. Yeah, that that seems like something that would interest me, but where I would be afraid that it's not at all what I expect. Nah. Hmm. So it's my turn with the topic. <laughs> sure. Maybe we have something. Sure, I can't think of something. Um, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, I have a couple of topics. It's always like hard to to pick out one for today. Um, so yeah, what are people interested in? So I upgraded Unity. Yeah, that sounds that was boring. A lot of fun. <laughs> so I've been using Unity 2019.2.21f1 for a while for a wizard project. And yeah, I guess it's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you noticed. <laughs> I, had to, 
<laughs> we had to up I had to upgrade to make like we are talking about the wizard or a cool game. You can uh here no wait. Wishlist now. I upgraded it to, to use the universal rendering pipeline, so I needed to use a more current version of Unity. And of course the Unity upgrading <laughs> process. Um, which is basically just download a new version, import everything, and cross your fingers that you will not run into too many bugs. Um, and I ran into at least one interesting bug, which was that the collisions, collision geometry wasn't really updated. And then I had to, well, I didn't really know what, what was happening. I just saw that like the rats could see Kevin all the time, no matter where they were. So I looked at, uh, at all the things that are relevant, found out that somehow um, the, the tile maps I used didn't have the collision when I was loading the grid with the tile maps in it uh, via script but the collisions were there when I just dro dropped it in the scene manually and started the game which was weird but I thought like maybe there's something wrong with how the stuff is handled now something changed and I mean, I looked, it took me like a day to work through all the possibilities and then I complained to you and somehow you googled the problem because you didn't use the exact words, but just... Yeah, I found the problem in 30 unity seconds. Unity, <laughs> collision <laughs> and something else and then you, you got like the info that... I don't know, in which yeah, version... That's why, that's why I had changed. to double check the next day that it was actually the solution that I googled in 10 yeah. seconds. It was... Like <laughs> it was I mean, I mean, <laughs> I fixed the problem <laughs> after work in like, I think 15 minutes while we did something else. Um, but yeah, so apparently the collision geometry is not updated correctly when you upgrade from 2019.2 to what I did for. Um, I had to drag and drop all my objects that had geometry in them uh, into the scene and then click on reset of the tilemap collider 2d um, components and then override the prefabs yes hmm. do we still have listeners <laughs> <laughs> anyway I, I thought like maybe this was like something interesting for someone Sure. Well, I was vexed by this problem. Ooh, vexed. That is a big problem then. Yeah. Yes, we still have our one viewer. Good, good. Vendisil, you're still here. Yeah. Yeah, we watched your stream, Vendisil, by the way. The Picto Quest. Picto which Quest. I also played after I watched your stream the first time. And have finished, of course, also in very short time because I have no 
other things to do. We didn't really chat, but we did talk a lot <laughs> to each other. That's yes. <laughs> so I mean, we, we knew welcome. you would be here today, so we could <laughs> keep all our criticism for today. No. Yeah, Picto Quest. That was also kind of fun. It's uh, a weird game. I've only seen it. It looks pretty boring. Uh, so many numbers. And well, I enjoy numbers. It's sort of a mix of Sudoku and Minesweeper, I feel. Like you have an empty grid and you have uh, next to each row and above each column you have a... Uh, what is, what is uh, Battleship, it's called, right? That game where you try to... Yeah. And, and the movie based on the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you basically you try to then work out like where those little blocks could be. So like you have saying like there's a one, four, three. And that means you have one single block, then nothing, then the four block, and then the three block. And you know you try to basically deduct from the numbers you have what could go where. And it is kind of fun. I mean, I eventually did get kind of tired of it towards the end, uh, especially with the enemies, because it is an RPG type thing. Mm. So you you clear rows and columns to inflict damage, um, but if you wait too long, you know, the enemies build attack and they attack you, and then you have to start over. And I, I never liked the starting over bit. Like I always mm. felt uh, best when you try to open a chest, a treasure chest, because there's no time limit then. Yeah, time limit seems like a really weird decision for this type of game. I, I know they probably had to do something to raise the stakes or something. Well, then it did. I mean, but I noticed that game, it was kind of on games with, with, with time limits are always like, it's just a bad combination. Like people who like time limits and people who like puzzle games, they are not the same demographic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do like I do like the combination of, of, of genres like that, like puzzle RPG. I mean, I don't like Minesweeper, mm -hmm. and I don't like Sudoku. <laughs> I, I I like number of games, but these are they're just too boring. And do you remember like back in the day with when Flash Game License was still a thing? There was like um, one person who made a game. It's a dungeon crawler mm -hmm. combined with Minesweeper. Um, it was something sweeper, dungeon sweeper. I don't know that, but I know the type of games. I mean, I know RPGs with like a match three combat system and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like that. And I loved that game. That was a mm -hmm. lot of fun. I mean, it was still really rough around the edges. And I mean, Flash Game License was back in the day like a platform where you could post your games and other people could buy your license to mm -hmm. have them on, or you could just like comment on other games, which I did sometimes. Where I tested his game or her game, uh, their game, and then um, said, "Ah, it's a pretty cool game. I think if you put some work into it, it could be great." <laughs> uh, the developer was like really upset <laughs> because they were they were basically in their mind they were finished with the game. <laughs> they wanted to sell, and yeah, it was kind of discouraging. I think. 
they eventually released the game. It's something something sweeper. Yeah. I think it's Minesweeper, obviously. It's Cave Sweeper, Dungeon Sweeper. Mm. Something like that. Mm. Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah. That's how I was kind of thinking if this could be like a fun system for a hacking type mm. sort of game that we've considered at some point. But I'll see. It could be, yeah. Kind of a mini game. It wouldn't be the main mechanic because it was yeah. only hacking and reading stuff. But maybe if there's like something that's more... I mean, I think part of why the enemies are there is if you make a mistake, they also take away half of your life so that you don't just guess. Yeah. And... But I mean, there's so many possibilities. Sure. I mean, although they always show you, but they didn't have to. I was thinking, what if you made a hacking game that, of course, has a little bit of a time limit because of a trace or something um, that you maybe could upgrade also, that you have more time to solve these things. Uh, but if you make a mistake, then you obviously like wreck the hacking attempt and have, mm. to, have to come back maybe to a generated thing. Mm. Because that was also something when I lost, then I just remembered where the previous ones was and uh, solved it that way then sometimes. All right. And that's also something that annoys me when I, you know, so have to use like random? tricks. No, oh, okay. they were pre. No, because uh, that was actually really cool. In Pictor Quest, the patterns you draw are pixel images, like pixel art. So you know, you set the blocks, and they make, and then it turns into a pixel animation afterwards. So like you have, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, a sword in a, you know, like King Arthur style it's stuck in somewhere rock. and so you paint hmm? yeah. in a rock in a stone yeah and so you like paint the pixels that kind of make a sword and a little bit of a base ah right i saw that so that's what makes the pictograms basically it's not ah. random like the where you put the right, things right, right. they make an image and then it would be colored in and animated so that would be the reward hmm. once you interesting i used that's, to play that was kind of cool i used to play like a similar game um, where you had, it was kind of a puzzle game, I think, and you had to, what was that? I think you were kind of, a... you had to, it was basically a picture of a girl, and it was like in, in a grid, mm -hmm. and then you had to somehow conquer each square, and if you got the complete set, um, she would be naked underneath, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. As a reward. It was like an arcade game in some vacation spot I, we were once. <laughs> but yeah, it has, uh, has burned myself uh, in my brain, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you finish the game, you would also get like an animated... Um, thingy yeah this is the game so you can kind of see already ah. this is gonna be a potion yeah it looks like the oryx potion to be honest <laughs> yeah well i guess how much can you really do in a 
Yeah, and sometimes you have multiple enemies and then you need to scroll through them anytime you like finish something. Huh. Um, that part gets a bit annoying. Yeah, it's not a good fit. But yeah, I thought if it's like contextualized in a hacking setting, maybe it is more sensible that there's a time limit and that the mistake like leads to failure and yeah. maybe you can yeah i mean maybe you can upgrade these things i mean here you can upgrade your hearts so that you have more time um like you start with three hearts i think you can upgrade up until five mm -hmm. which gives you like four extra hits because they always take half a heart but yeah especially I think the whiplash just from doing chests and doing enemies was a bit weird because uh, in the one I would like at some point catch myself being stressed out mm. or like if I had to do something like pausing immediately so that I would have maximum time and then realizing oh it's just a chest and then <laughs> when I had done a couple of those I would go back into the enemies and be surprised when I suddenly got hit because mm. I wasn't even paying attention to that side so <laughs> it was not as integral a part of the experience that I felt like it was take really on. good. Pretty take on. Yeah, that, that's, it felt a bit bigger. So, uh, when is you saying there are some other titles in the same ballpark as PictoQuest which are working better in my opinion? As example, Murder by Numbers or Pictopia? Murder Picto by Picks? Numbers? Pictopics. Pictopics, oh, okay. So, Murder by Numbers I've heard of. It's I will have to check them. Very out. interesting, yeah. I'm uh, not sure if it's good though. I think mm. I saw like on the Escapist they have the three minute. Mm. I love those three minute reviews. Mm. It's just like popcorn. <laughs> you just don't want to work. It's just like ah, oh, let's do three minutes more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I, li I like the match three stuff more. I think we are in this genre, and I've played fairly bit on Steam. There's a free one. It was also designed by some interesting game designer. Uh, he's been working on it for for quite a while now. Uh, it's completely, f or it was completely free. You had like a, a party of characters. Mm -hmm. And each has its different color bar. Yeah. And if you match the right kind, they get um, it fills up, and if it's full, you can use their attack to uh, fight the other uh, party of enemies. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think the the general concept was used by other games as well. I played one. That was sort of, it was very RPG, except you couldn't like walk freely. You would press on like arrows to go to the next screen. It was isometric. And I think it had also had quests in the title. Huh? Yeah. But there puzzle you would. Quest? No, Puzzle Quest is something different. No, that, yeah, Puzzle Quest 2, I believe, wasn't it? Wait, yeah, let me, let me check. Possible? Yeah, it's. Yeah, but because that sounds very familiar. Puzzle Quest, and I believe... Let's see. Let's see if I'm thinking of something or they're all just called the same or what's going on. Uh, is it searching? Yes! Puzzle Quest 2. Yeah, right. So let me do the switcheroo. There we go. So... Yeah. 
And that was because that was sort of similar. That's not the game you mean, right? No. Yeah. But it's basically the game. Yeah, because you like match these things and then you collect like these gems for that you yeah. can spend on attacks and stuff. And sometimes you can match like skulls. Ah, right. And then it's an immediate attack. Or sometimes you collect like uh, an iron glove and then it's protection or whatever. That's an interesting decision with the walking. Yeah, it's, so you uh, did want to give you a world that you can walk, walk around in, but really mobile, very, casual, very, friendly. Very limited. Yeah. So you press on an arrow, which says what next location that is, or you press mm. on a character to talk to them, but that's all the walking mm. around you can do. Or maybe sometimes there's an item uh, or a chest or you know, the usual, but you can't walk freely. Yeah, but can you can you do Steam match match, match? free games? Steam match three. Yeah. Steam match 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 three. Okay, let's now do free games. Should I just go into browsing? Okay, um, yeah, do that. I thought it was the name. Huh. Browsing match three games. Why isn't Steam working? Well, it's Steam, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe here's something that looks familiar. Nope. Well, I guess it's not an unpopular thing. <laughs> mm. So here it is. Uh, gems one? of War. Gems, gems of Gems of War. Huh. I was gonna ask about that. Why? Because it like popped into my view. Oh yeah, just look. Uh, just look yeah. for a video. Yeah. Or maybe uh, Wikipedia or something. Because I do want to know the developer. Gems. <laughs> yeah. Gems. Gems of, of War. That would be an interesting game as well. Developer Infinite Interactive, which sounds like every other company. Yeah. Uh, By now, I think it's it's it was basically indie, but they got some. Uh, Ugh. Yoko. Uh, Nobody wants to see that guy. No. Yeah, no, you can. Yeah, so you basically you can uh, go from. Um, place to place, and then you will kind of side scroller style um, go from screen to screen, have like dialogues you can watch, and then you can fight like this. I think you can also like fight different uh, players, yeah, not directly, I think, but um, yeah, it would. Um, you could attack them and then you would play against their characters with the AI or something. Yeah. I thought for quite a while about making a match, match 3 game. Because I kind of love the idea. Just uh, the combination of RPG and match 3. Because like combat systems have become really stale. And I guess Map 3 isn't really uh, innovative anymore either, but yeah, I don't know. Hmm. 
I still want the gameplay, and I think like match three is at least more interesting than click at your next target and then you yeah. know, click the non cooldown abilities as fast as possible. Yeah. Well, looks like we're almost at the end of our regularly scheduled programming. Well, in that case, please go to Epic Games. <laughs> because today we have another interesting game there. But which one? Um, I got them both, but only one I know. So today are three games. What? I only yeah. saw two. Because um, for 24 hours, the Total War Troy game is free. What do you mean for 24 hours? Well, if you get it now, it's f you've got it. It's not like a play for the weekend type thing? I don't think so. I think 24 hours you can buy it for free. Buy it for free? I think so. That sounds... That it's release day. It's really interesting, but I think they, they are multiplayer. So mm. that may... Might be the reasoning. Oh, ah, of course, multiplayer. Yeah. Those, those shenanigans. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait until it loads up. I can do the transition already, so that everyone's in on the exciting. Well, and then it was really fast. Yeah. So those are so, the two so that top, I saw. Top one is free too. So this is free, is what you're uh, saying? No, yeah. I wish. Try. Yeah. It's free right now. Buy now for 50 bucks. Okay, so 24 hours are over. <laughs> I did get it just today. What? That's like weird. a couple of hours before. Yeah, maybe it came out yesterday or something. Maybe it was yesterday I claimed those two and I didn't see that as free what? either. How maybe did you, you need do to this? go on the website. How did you steal it? But uh, Alto is a nice exactly. game. I mean, Remnant looks cool too. I haven't really seen it, but it, it also looked like it uh, was just released Ooh, today. It's mature. It looks pretty generic. Yeah, pretty <laughs> generic. But I mean, as I was looking at the game before it was free, it said that it's coming out now. I'm not sure if it was out before, just not on Epic maybe. But I mean, it well, looks, it looks kind of interesting. It doesn't really look interesting, right? It does not. But it looks expensive for free game, so <laughs> get it and um, I don't know, check it out. Maybe I probably won't. I'm I mean, is this like co-op? Maybe that would make it more interesting. Well, I don't know. And as always, I don't like to shit on other people's games, but this does look intensely boring. Yeah. I mean, this looks like a less good combination of other better games. Full of cliches, like this whole scene. What a cliche. Ooh, I ripped myself free of some vines. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I guess it's kind of why, because it does to try to no let's show the other game right too right what alto? alto yeah oh i thought people would just take my word 
<laughs> I wouldn't, so. Yeah, and you're always wrong for it. <laughs> well, we don't know yet for uh, our last discussion, at least. <laughs> now that'll take three weeks until no, the no. next. Ah, no, last no, no, time no, no, you no. said and I said, ah, but no. <laughs> How often did we have this? That is also, that sometimes that amazes me, like how often that happens and you still don't always have the impulse to first say no. Well, that's my nature. <laughs> Can I do? Change your nature. I am open to your suggestions. <laughs> Just takes Not a while. if you say no immediately. Ah, well. That's just my process. Also, it would it would just hurt your. I mean, your your head is big enough as it is. Let's give it like a week before it <laughs> grows again. Well, I don't know. Alto looks pretty cool. I haven't really played it. I've heard some stuff about. I think it's indie. Yeah, I played it on my phone. It's fun. You just you just play uh, snowboarding like and then you jump sometimes. Yeah, it's fun. Lots of fun. I will. Lots of fun sounds like it's amazing or anything. I mean, it's a good, nice distraction. casual distraction. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me switch this back for later. Later. Oh, for the sign off. Um, okay, then I guess I'll just quickly finish my list. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. You can finish your list. Huh? There's a game that came out just now. It's called Arok. And it is made by some friends of mine. So this is a very it's a very short um, capybara. I was wondering what these things are called. I was googling for like big red, but I didn't find anything. What's it called? Uh Capybara. Capybara. Okay. So like Capybara games. You know? No. They're very cool games. Also, they have like cutest. I mean, alls all are probably the cutest, but after that, mm. capybaras. Oh, is this the whole. Well, it is a very short, like, narrative thing. There's a couple of puzzles. Uh, but it's just like 20 minutes or something, and. Um, is it a bit longer of a trailer? Yeah. But yes, so. This was made by some friends of mine. I played a. Pre-release one. Hmm? Can allow a little bit of the music, right? Sure, I can. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just kind of tapping, like figuring out what the interactions are, and ah. just experiencing like the story. It's very beautifully drawn, and yeah. It's interesting, right? If you can't do stuff like that, how just immediately it gets more interesting, the whole game. Just by having an interesting art style that's not something you always see. Yeah. And oh. that nice contrast, black and white, a little bit of colors. It's not hard, but... Yeah, I feel works. like line art, specifically, is really hard. Yeah. But uh, this but this this hill I could draw I could draw this hill. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Show me. Send me later. Um, <laughs> no, but as I said, it's a friend of mine. So like maybe we can parlay that into a cooperation sometimes. 
Well, you do need a 2D artist eventually. Yes. Um, so that was the one thing. Oh, and the other thing of the li on the list is just pepper prints. What did I want to say about the pepper prints? Did I want to say something about the pepper prints? Maybe people don't shouldn't lose hope that it will eventually get released. I mean, it will. I'm working on it again. Um, in his spare time, of course. In, in my spare time, when I'm not busy going to Holland and doing LSD there. Um, <laughs> the joke is that I've never done LSD, so I don't know. Anyway. Have you ever been in Holland? Yes. Oh, I've been on right. vacation there once. Okay. Well, you missed the LSD trip. <laughs> I did. We tried to find weed and nobody would sell it. We weren't in Amsterdam and they told us uh, they that's only yeah. in Amsterdam, Rotterdam. But then I talked yes. to our good friend, Gilliam, who did a little bit of the of the sound work for The Wizard. A little bit. He liked it, the sound design and the trailer soundtrack. The rest is by me, of course. Um, and he said, no, they were lying to us. Like, you can buy weird everywhere. It's not just in the big cities. Mm. <laughs> Which also makes sense, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, what, 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 how does that story start? <laughs> oh, with the pepper prints. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I did uh, try, you know, a couple new things, if you will, with uh, my approach to writing. Uh, with my approach to building character, I have sort of a template that I use now, and it seems to kind of work for me, uh, which kind of goes from the... So I just have a couple of uh, bullet points that I try to create for every character, which is the the wound that a character has. Did we talk about that last time? That's why I wanted to do it, now I'm doing it. So uh, it's the wound from which comes a lie that is told, or that is basically, yeah. Um, then there's a fear. And there's a fourth thing that I can't remember. What else is there? There's a wound, lie, fear, and... Need. Want Go. and need I have separately. I also do the want and need that comes after that whole going through the thing. Hairstyle? No, I don't do... It's also something in that vein of something that happens from the wound, what comes from that. Because, yeah, if a character is wounded, that wound contains a lie. Like in Pepper Prince, it's obviously something very... Um, actually, I don't want to talk about that because it's going to be a spoiler. Yeah. But, <laughs> I was wondering but if you have... You but if you've, you know, picked up on what the story of Pepper Prince is, you probably can guess some stuff that's going on there. But, you know, from that initial wound that caused it, there's coming a lie that the character believes about themselves. And that is very similar to the fear. And what is the fourth thing? You know what? I'm just going to look it up. What I actually, what the fourth thing is. And yes, and then I also do the want and need. Like, what is the active... Yeah, that feels more active, like the active want that the character is pursuing, but the real need that they, yeah, need. Ah, concept, concept, concept. What? I must have scored past it by now, haven't I? Do you see any? Ah, uh, okay. Oh, the flaw. 
Yes, okay. And the floor that is coming out of those lies and fears. Hmm. So, and that seems to work well. I am quite happy with the with the way it kind of progressed since then. Um, I'm kind of figuring out. Now it feels like going deep into a space that I don't like to go in. That I just like to like intuit, hmm. and then uncover myself. But there is a there's something about just knowing these things, and knowing knowing how that's all connected. Like how. Like I'm like uncovering like the parents and what their parents and, and stuff like that and it all kind of makes a very tragic full image. So I'm a bit sad about all of this. Mm. <laughs> uh I guess it should be it should be interesting to to explore that in the game. I'm a little bit excited about it. And yeah, I think that's that's all I'm gonna say on that. Uh as not to give too much away. Right. If you guys haven't played Pepper Prince, get it on Steam. The yeah, first yeah. episode is free, so like literally and it takes half an hour. Yeah. If you're slow. <laughs> so give it a look if you feel like it and then have your whole <laughs> perception of it uprooted. Actually, in the next one already, but it's only gonna get worse from here. <laughs> like the whole introductory text that it's about love, grief, and the power of friendship. I don't know if that's gonna fly once it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's going some places, and that's nice. I am I am very excited about it. I'm also just kind of struck by how bad it was before. The and, last episode, you mean? No, the last episode is good, but this one, because I stopped working on it. No, like, I meant this one. Yeah. So the third one, like when I stopped working on it a year ago, it was almost done, but it was, if I look at it now, it was so bad. And I almost would have put it out, you know, because I was like, oh, I just have to get through it. I just have to finish it. It was and, kind of what I wanted to, yeah. <laughs> and now, and not even through big changes, but through a couple small changes that also change like a little bit of what um is said and how it's said it just become comes something completely different and there's also a couple ideas that i am playing with gameplay wise that i want to explore that are going to be important later but that i'm going to introduce now that's going to be it's going to be interesting i'm looking I, forward i'm looking forward to it as well and if it's finished we gotta, gotta force uh, here john walker again <laughs> yes <laughs> To take a look at it. Yes, yes, that should. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look at the last one. I mean, I hope you, you keep uh, the poo jokes. There's not much poop in this one. Well, you're still rewriting, so there's still time. Mm. Well. Anyway, we are losing light. <laughs> we are losing light, so I guess the days are getting shorter again. Um, then I guess as the last notice for... You know, keeping everybody up to date on current gates. I finally sent that letter I've been writing. You did! Sneaky! Yeah, earlier today I finally just pressed send. I mean, I rewrote it once more. I'm now at 6,000 words. Uh, 
22 pages. Could you just send it so you have something to talk about now? Because a little bit, to. <laughs> a little bit, there was this... It, we went through fine with the time. I mean, we are a little bit above it now. So Well, I guess I wanted it done. Uh, and every time I revisited, I would add some things yeah. and change some things. And you, I mean, you, you constantly had fuck you dot txt on your desktop so but if you notice <laughs> let me show you my desktop oh, it's, ah, gone. <laughs> it's gone <laughs> nice. oh and also just uh that isn't life is strange that's tomb raider i just renamed it <laughs> to life is strange so you wouldn't oh, wow. know what i've been playing <laughs> wow and it worked so good i even mentioned <laughs> yeah he commented kept, on it the other day <laughs> you kept cool i was like why is the life is strange i mean it's been a while right <laughs> um but he just fooled me mm. but yeah no i just uh, i just felt like I, it needed to stop also because yeah I was afraid of sending it, and at that point, I was like, maybe I just need to do it because now I'm not, now I'm not tweaking because it needs to be tweaked. I'm tweaking because I'm afraid of like, yeah, dealing with it and doing it. I mean, you did want to have closure, right? Yeah, and I guess the closure has to be this. It has because to be part of me. Final. Yeah, but because part of me, I don't know if she still uses that same email address three years later. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> And if she does, I mean, I blocked her everywhere. I also told her so that she shouldn't contact me. But I also will never know if she read it and if she, she understood can it. can do emails. I mean, if she really wanted to, to reach out to you, she would probably find a way. Well, let's not give her any ideas. Well, <laughs> so if you're listening... <laughs> Stop it. Don't even try it. It's impossible. Stop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess part of me just wants to know that she knows. Uh, it's the next step, right? I mean, it's not really closure then. No, but that's uh, that's like a that's like one of those stupid ones where I want her to acknowledge what she did, where I yeah. want the perfect apology for it, so everything's okay now. I'm not gonna get it, and so I have to. I even I say this exactly this in the letter that I would love to get a meaningful apology. Mm. But that it's not going to be possible and that I have to be okay with just this. And so now I'm going to try to be okay with just this. And most days I am. Um, I guess sometimes it does mess with me a bit just how... Well, I guess there's a part that is just sad that a person I thought I loved did this to me. You know what I mean? Like it's no comment. That's strange. But yeah, I'll be fine. And yes, it is getting suspiciously dark now. Suspicious? The light comes for us. But does it though? It comes at night. Now that's a good movie. Um, well, okay. I think that is most of what I wanted to talk about. The other things, like throwaway stuff. I don't really know. Try and next time. Yeah. Nah, not even next time. Not interesting. So, thanks for joining us. I, yes. Let's lean into the camera so people can still see us in this dark.
I'm always confused with the direction. Because <laughs> it's, it's like my language. It's not a mirror, that's a confusing thing. Right. I've often wondered why like selfie images are always the wrong no. way around, but yeah. it's it's exactly this thing because you would get confused if it was showing what it was actually seeing. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Um, so yes, Wendell as always, thanks for joining us. My wife, also thank you. Hello. She says hi, by the way. Hi. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. You watch this too soon again, didn't you? Like you're still watching this today, I'm betting, and then she's going to complain again and we're like, when's the next one coming? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, Take your time. Yeah. We can't make Friday come any earlier than it is. Uh, anyway. We do try. We do try. We do try. And actually, here's something we've been thinking about. Because we're kind of rambling about a lot of things. All right. But we were thinking if maybe we do these kind of themed. But we will have to think about it some more. We're just saying it now, so we have to do it. So that maybe next time we're going to vote on what we're going to talk about. <laughs> The time after. What? I uh, think that's a cool idea. Whoa, but yes. we just two people. Not us. People watching. Our two fans. So, Wendersil is going to decide what we're talking about. Wendersil and my wife, yes. They're going to decide what we're talking about. Okay. And if there's a tie, we decide. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, Wendersil is going to vote. That's what I want to hear. Exactly. No, voting brings engagement. And so... Yeah. So how are people? Yeah, we gotta figure it out. So no, we're gonna great. say at the end of the stream, we're gonna be like, here's the three topics that we can talk about. And people no. are their life. Mm -hmm. They're gonna put it in the chat and they're gonna put it under YouTube. And of course, they can always write to hootout at hypnoticall.com yeah. uh, to send us their suggestions and questions. And so. Yeah, no, this was not an idea we talked about. I'm just telling Jan right yeah. now, live, so we can't back out on this. We, we can have a, <laughs> a couple of different ideas. I thought you were, we were going to mention the, uh, the throwaway idea we had about uh, capturing us uh, deciding which movie we were going uh, to That's watch. a separate series. <laughs> I was talking about the Hoodout. <laughs> a series is the right word. Yeah, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing, maybe. I don't know yet. That's so, probably sounds boring, so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it will have to be a lot of editing, so we can we can talk about it. It's so yes, like um, half an, uh, two hours screen time cut down to five minutes. Exactly. So then, last thing um, is a. Oh, let me do this and that, and then you can tell us a little bit about what's going on yes. here. So um, wait, let me let me switch. All right. So this is going to be our plug now. Yeah, because we have been like trying to point out the things you can do to change and where to help this world to go into a better direction, whether you have hope that it can or not. Yeah, you should we fight anyway. Both still think you should fight. And currently in Belarus are huge... Um, protests as far as I know because oh god the names Lushenko, Leshenko I'm so sorry people it's not my strong suit politics but we do try to get out of our white boy privilege zone and try to talk about relevant stuff um, so yeah 
Um, let's just call him the president of Belarus. Uh, there was a vote earlier and it does look like it was kind of a <laughs> fraud voting process. I mean, even Angela Merkel said so far that, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's helping a lot, uh, said that they're really, that's too much. <laughs> uh, it's really not democracy what they are practicing there. I mean, this president dude in Belarus uh, has been president for 26 years and he kind of won again. And I've heard like they like on the same day they voted, he they already were able to say that 80% of people voted for him. And before he kind of like arrested the opposition, <laughs> which is kind of a bad move in democracy. And then, yeah, people are protesting, saying, no, 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 we voted for someone else, anyone else. And as it happens in this world we live in, uh, police brutality was used to quell these protests and I don't even want to tell you guys what I've read, what happened there. It's horrible. It's... And when we talked about human rights, um, looks like they kind of made a pause on human rights over there to just fuck up everyone who is for fair democracy. Hmm. And it's still going on. The only page I found um, to really donate is this um, fundraiser on Facebook, Support for Belarus. Um, yeah, can, I don't know how you will find that. Just what, search on Facebook maybe or like type, just, type in this number at the top. I'm just going to post the link. That's a good the, idea. Or if you're listening to this on something where you can't see it then just check the youtube video or um i'll post it on on, on facebook and under twitter and youtube um but yeah if you listen to it as a podcast yeah. check out one of those for the links and i mean the, the media is obviously as well in parts pretty biased against the protests calling them criminals and drunks and so the usual drug drugged up people and their families, people of all backgrounds, trying to stand up for democracy. And I think that's something we should um, help support. support. That's the word. Right. And there's also a PayPal I found. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm not, I can't read this. Um, you can do a Google Translate, um, yeah. but I have done a little bit of research, and both of these That's the same person. should be secure, should be good. Okay, yeah. so then check that out. What's happening in Belarus? Belarus. 
It's in Europe. Did you know that? I mean, you feel like an American for not knowing that, but I don't know. I guess I'm not overly surprised. There's a whole bunch of the Eastern Bloc that I would not be able to name, but if you tell me, I would be like, yeah, sure. Makes sense. Yeah, people are kind of afraid that Putin is going to do something here, like with Ukraine. Like, oh, there's trouble. Let's just invade it and see what happens. Yeah, it would be far from the first time, wouldn't it? Fingers crossed, guys, in Belarus. My heart's with you. Hopefully, you can make some difference. Hmm. Yes. Or at least survive. All right. So, check that out. And until next time. Have a good week, please. For the love of God. And just yeah. this week. Just this one. Next yes. one you can suffer again. Just this one week. Please have a good week. <laughs> um, yes. So I guess we'll see you next time. At the usual time. As always. As we do. As we do. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.